Welcome to the NCEA podcast. I'm your host today, Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I'm the Director of Professional Learning for NCEA. My guests today are members of the new Superintendents Academy for 2021-22. This morning, I would like to welcome Sheila Whalen, the Superintendent of Schools in Colorado Springs, and Dr. Michelle Ulrich, the Assistant Superintendent in the Diocese of Covington, Kentucky. So before we, before we go on with the podcast, I would like to ask each of you to give a little bit of background about yourselves. And why don't we start with you, Ms. Sheila Whalen? So I am uh, a Catholic, uh, cradle Catholic, raised in Michigan, attended Catholic school, first through eighth grade, and Aquinas College University in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I've taught in both public schools and then moved to the Catholic schools. Um, as my own children became school age. So first I was in Oklahoma, um, taught for three years and became principal of a school in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, and then moved to Colorado, back to Colorado in 2012 and became principal at St. Peter Catholic School in the Diocese of Colorado Springs. So I held that position for nine years and then started this job July uh, 2021. Excellent, thank you. And Dr. Michelle Ulrich. Hi, I'm Michelle Ulrich. I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, but I've taught most of my time in education in Kentucky. I started with the Diocese of Covington, taking roles as a teacher and a principal, and then decided that um, I was going to stay home for a while and a superintendent in Lexington had called me. I'd met him at a conference and he was looking for assistant superintendent and I decided I'd like to try it and I worked for him for a year and then I decided that I needed to be home and um, he called me about four months later and said that I owed him a favor and um, I said no I didn't and he said that he had a school that was in Frankfurt, a Catholic school, and that it um, he had re- released the principal from their contract. And the school was kind of in a bad situation, and could I come? I just had my knee replaced, and I said no. He called me three days later. I got the phone. My husband said, you told him yes. I said yes. I said I would stay from January through May. I stayed seven and a half years. And then um, this opportunity came up in Northern Kentucky, which is where I live, and um, with my husband, and I decided I've always wanted to go back into the diocesan school offices, and so in July, I accepted the position to be assistant superintendent, and I'm really excited to be here, but I do miss the children in the schools. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know many people in system leadership that say they don't miss the kids or the ebb and flow of, of the school year calendar and, you know, the way things go. So I think that's pretty normal. And both of you came through, um, you know, the education system 
traditionally. So you were teachers and then principals and superintendents. So it kind of gets ingrained in, in who you are. So that's that's great. Thank you. So my guests are here today to talk about their experiences as new system leaders and their experiences as members of the new Superintendent Academy cohort with NCEA this year. So members of this cohort are all system level leaders. They're superintendents, associate or assistant superintendents, and usually within their first year or few years of leadership in those positions. So this year's cohort is made up of a, a variety of experience from leaders who have been in their diocese for many years in different roles to people who have been leaders in other dioceses and are now new to their current diocese or even new to their state. So regardless of the leadership experience among this group, it's, it's very exciting. It's the power of the cohort as a resource to one another that is so powerful um, for the new Superintendents Academy. So that's really what we're going to talk about today is that experience. So let's, uh, let's just talk a little bit about um, the cohort itself. So ladies, as you have gotten to know your peers in this cohort, what has struck you as most beneficial to have this group as a cohesive resource of peers to lean on? And um, let's see, uh, Dr. Ulrich, let's start with you. Well, I absolutely love it. I was amazed um, that this group was so cohesive and I feel just real comfortable with them. I'm able to call on them. I realize that everyone in our cohort has all got problems. They've all got great things going on and it's an opportunity to share and to learn from one another. It's so far, it's been a great experience. That's great. And Mrs. Whalen, how about you? So my experience as principal, my superintendent at the time said that being a principal is a very lonely job, principal mm -hmm. of a Catholic school. Magnify that <laughs> as superintendent because uh, especially coming in new, I had no contacts at all. And so being able to put a face to a person and have real conversation with people and know that I can reach out to individuals who um, are also experiencing many of the same firsts um, in this position is um, a valuable resource for me. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, one of the things we were, you know, talking about just before we jumped on this podcast actually is the the challenges of leadership and the burnout in leadership. It's a very real thing. And so a community of support, a community of peers can alleviate that and, and really give people um, you know, the strength that they need to be the courageous leaders that they have to be. So I'm I'm glad to hear that from both of you. So outside of this group, do you have other peer professional resource teams? I know that some states do that really well and others, you know, the superintendent's office, you know, kind of works in isolation. So what other pro uh, peer professional resource teams do you have? And if you have any, and why are they also important? Uh, let's let's go with Sheila Whalen first on this one. So I would say I'm still building that within the Catholic community. Um, <clears throat> I haven't, COVID has definitely presented obstacles, I think, where we're not, we're becoming more isolated. So uh, I have um, spent more time maybe emailing Lincoln from NCEA <laughs> and 
going through, I I have probably ten pages of notes from the the um, leadership academy in Salt Lake City that I go back to those individuals and I've emailed some of those superintendents. So um, I'm looking forward to more opportunities to come together in person just to create stronger connections with everybody. Um, and so that's that's really where I'm at right now. That's where you're at. You're building, you're building your teams, you're building your support systems. Well, keep at it because they're important. So that's great. And um, Dr. Ulrich, how about you? I've been pretty fortunate because I've played, I've been in different roles. And when I got my doctorate, I had a great group, or still do, um, in our cohort who were uh, mainly public school. And I call on them quite a bit to get their opinions of things. I also have two previous superintendents who I've kept contact with, and I'm not afraid to reach out to them, and I do, maybe more than what I should, but I do. And um, I think that I, I have a lot of contacts with principals I have worked with, and I rely on other teachers that I've hired, you know, that I think um, know what's going on in, in the classrooms and in the schools, and I just, I kind of network with everybody. And I think it's a good thing. And that's why I was really excited about this, um, the Superintendent Academy, the new one, because I met people and um, I can branch out. And I had never, ever been to any kind of a conference or been part of a group like this before. And I, I, I'm beginning to reach out to them and they're helping me with things. And sometimes I help them, but wow, what a great base. It's so helpful to have a network of people. And I, I completely, and keep reaching out. I, I just really can't emphasize enough how important it is because as much as you feel like you're depending on other people, you know, think about when your principals call you because they're looking for a resource. They need somebody to lean on. It also feels good. Like we are, we are servant leaders in Catholic education, right? So not only do we want to be, you know, part of peer groups so that we can lean on people, but we like to be that resource. So continue reaching out to your peers. I really think that people enjoy being able to help one another. Just the amount of resources that people are willing to share within this cohort, that has been really wonderful and very helpful too so yeah keep reaching out don't ever feel like don't ever feel like you you overreach out or you know you're depending on somebody too much i really don't think people mind in the field of education truly so all right so let's talk about your your current role and how it's different from previous roles that you have had why did you answer the call for this level of leadership? You think about how challenging leadership was at the school level, and you know it's going to be amplified at the system level, right? So what is it that made you answer the call to leadership at this level, and how different is it? And let's go back to Sheila first for this one. So I was principal in the Diocese of Colorado Springs, like I said, for nine years. So during that time, Holly Goodwin, who was superintendent, had had several initiatives that she had started that I thought were valuable and important to continue, both with primarily in the area of professional development, both in the um, faith formation, uh, religious formation for the teachers, and then instructional strengths. 
So I felt like those were important initiatives to continue. Um, and also knowing some of the different other things that had been attempted and maybe had failed during the time. Um, and I felt like we had had a year and a half, almost two years of just survival and that we couldn't afford to have another year of stagnation, that we needed to, to move forward with a strategic plan and determine how the best way to strengthen the Catholic schools were small diocese and so resources are limited. So what is the best way to utilize what we have? And I, I felt like that was um, something I was very passionate about for the diocese, not just for my little school, which I still <laughs> have a special place in my heart for the school. <laughs> so I have to be really careful um, not to continue to call that my school um, because they are all my <laughs> schools. <laughs> Um, but wanting to see them all um, get stronger and grow. And even if it's, you know, the uh, even if it's not growing in huge numbers, it's really about being stronger. So if it's creating strong micro schools or um, larger school enrollment. That's great. Yeah, very. That's inspiring. Thank you. And what about you, Dr. Ulrich? Well, I had people who called me about the position and um, kind of encouraged me. And I've, I've always had a lot of energy and I've always, always had a strong belief and um, the Catholic schools were the greatest product out there. And I just, I don't want them to fail. I want them to sustain. And I thought that by coming into this role, I could bring in the energy that was needed to see that we can sustain and we can go on and we can be great. And that's that was a challenge to me and that's why I'm doing it. I'm a, kind of a person who can say, well, you can't do this and I'm gonna prove you I can, you know, which is yeah. that um, piece. And I really feel like um, we're in time right now where our Catholic schools really need this. They need, you know, need people behind the the door saying yes, 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 instead of no, 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 and you have a negative attitudes. So, and what I so what I'm hearing both of you say actually is this: um, you're not afraid to take on a challenge. You very much love and believe in our schools, and you want to push them forward. And so, knowing that you're going to be in a challenging leadership position, uh, that's okay that's okay because what you believe in and what you want to move forward is important enough for you to pour yourselves into. So that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Um, it takes a lot of courage to step into system leadership. So thank you for answering the call. So reflecting on our time back in Utah together at the Catholic Leadership Summit when we were able to meet in person with all of the people in the new Superintendent Academy, Think about that, and um, what would you say were the best take takeaways from that experience? What impacted you and is helping you? How, how did something from that experience help you move forward in your role now? And let's see, Michelle, you want to tackle that one first? I can. Um, first, I really loved it. I, 
I think what I've taken away in my superintendent, Kendra, is that um, the structure of a lot of these school system schools have that we really didn't have here. And um, we learned how they were doing things. And being able to learn at this academy and this convention and then sitting down with other people and learning from them I, it was a lot. It just really was a whole lot. And learning that um, everyone's doing the same as we are, but maybe on different levels. And I, I thought our keynote speakers are, I learned about micro schools, which I, I didn't know what micro schools were. Um, I just learned a lot. And I, I think it was worth every penny we paid to get on a plane to come there. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. And Sheila, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I cannot um, say enough about the value of coming together in person. I think some of it is just the starvation over the last year and a half that came from the isolation and having people to bounce ideas off. As I said, I have pages and pages of notes that I took and I prioritized, you know, the best practices that were being highlighted at this academy. And then I've reached out <laughs> to some of those individuals to try to get more information on it. There's, um, I, I could not have asked for a better experience in the beginning of this tenure. I, it helped me feel more confident about what I was prioritizing and um, gave me resources and examples of um, people and places I could go for additional information. You know, my, even though I know the diocese this first year is really about um, gathering information and determining, you know, the best paths, path forward um, with as much support as I can find um, rather than being in a, you know, a tower by myself. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that part of, you know, what we did differently this year was after we all met in person in Salt Lake for the new Superintendent Academy, we have continued some online meetings and we've put some important topics in front of the group to share resources, to have discussions about. And I know that we all get busy in our daily lives and we can't jump on those meetings. Not everyone in the cohort can jump on those meetings all the time each month, but still just having the connection, being able to, um, really connect through email and and for me to be able to let everybody know this is what we talked about here are the resources that those things are still available and that you do have the um the directory and and within our directory that that I shared with all of you I had everybody write what their areas of strength are what their areas of expertise are so if you're lost in a particular area you can look on that look in that column look in your directory and see who is strong in that area and you have someone that you can reach out to so I think that's been that's been a different thing that we've done this year with the new superintendent academy and I I hope that it um it, it makes you feel continuously supported throughout the year and helps you feel connected to your peers because that was the intention of it. So um, any last thoughts before we before we wrap up? I, I just, I wanna thank you both for joining me this morning. I just wanna give you the opportunity. Any 
last, um, you know, maybe advice to other leaders out there? Um, Sheila. I don't know if I have advice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am just incredibly grateful for the uh, new energy that's coming into NCEA. Not, um, I've been involved in, like I said, in Catholic education for 22 years. And so I know as a new principal, the principal academy that I attend, attended through NCEA was so important to me in giving me direction. And I feel that this opportunity to come together as superintendents is so very important for us to not have to create, the, you know, constantly create a new wheel for ourselves, that there are people doing good things and to be able to share those with each other is so important. Good, thank you for that. And um, Michelle, any final thoughts from you? I think everything that Sheila said is exactly how I feel. And I feel coming away from this, when we had our academy, I, I just felt like I made a lot of friends. And I, I, we, I met people, I'm not afraid to call them and say, hey, you know, I don't really understand what you're doing here. Can you explain it to me? Or I'm doing this, how can you help me? Everybody's willing to be on the same page with us and help us. I think that's that's really important in this day and age when we're so it's kind of closed in because of COVID and you know, we're, not, we're not little islands. And I'm extremely pleased with NCEA and all the, the hard work they're putting in to make things better for us. Kind of keep up the good work. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, to any leaders out there that might be listening, whether you're a school leader, whether you're, you know, a, a, a system leader, if you are feeling isolation and you need some support, there are people out there. Um, reach out. You can reach out to us at NCEA. There are all of these wonderful people across the country who have been part of these leadership academies who can give you support. Um, what sustains us in leadership is our peer network and knowing that we have others to reach out to and, and support us. So, um, you know, if you're feeling that that crunch, you know, there, there are people to help. Just reach out. So I want to thank Sheila Whalen and Dr. Michelle Ulrich for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you so much to our listeners and um, from all of us at the NCEA podcast. Have a great day.